the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. James 2 and 14. What good is it? Back to calling people no good. My brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that type of ill-advised, misguided faith save him? No, the answer. Then he goes on, if a brother or sister, and by the way, you know, Christianity elevated the position of women in the ancient world. What he's saying here is contrary to the customs of that day. The suffering of a woman was put and mentioned alongside the suffering of a man. This was unheard of. But here, by the Holy Spirit, James says, if a brother or sister or sister is poorly clothed and lacking what? Daily food. Does James say everyone in his congregation drive a Mercedes and have a 5,000-foot home? No, no, no. That's not what he says. But he does say that every person in this church should be clothed or fed. He says, and if one of you says, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things they needed for their body, what good is that? He's basically saying you're good for nothing. What good is that? He's basically saying you're good for nothing. How many of you got some people like that in your life? How many of you are that person? Like I said, James is a loving guy, but he's tough. But, But you see, I used to have such people in my life. Because I I thought that was loving until James began to correct me and James delivered me. If you surround yourself with people and if you are running after people that don't care about you, have no time for you, and it's only about them, it says more about you than it says about them. You can cry all you want about the brokenness of your life, but the real issue is the brokenness of your heart. To let yourself be used and abused in that way. I don't know, maybe it was a breakfast Pastor gave me. I'm just, 
of heart. So also faith by itself. Now we're saved through faith alone. How many of you know that? But genuine faith will never be alone. It'll always be attended by corresponding action. So don't just watch what anybody says. Watch what they do. So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? Dead. Deadbeat faith is, is simply someone that has lips but no feet. They talk a good game, but, 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 but they never play it. You hear them, they, they, they criticize everybody on the field, but they themselves insist on standing on the sideline. They, 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 they sit on the couch in your house eating up your, your potato chips. They, they, they're uh, watching up all your TV. I've heard someone actually say, this guy's in my house watching up all my TV. How does someone watch up all your TV? <laughs> but they're there watching up all your TV. But still have the nerve to criticize you. Ain't doing nothing. Criticize your housekeeping. Criticizing the colors in your house, sitting on your couch, doing nothing. The problem's not that person. The real problem's you. What's destroying us often is what we tolerate. So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So loved one, until you put feet and legs on what you say you believe, I'm going to be like James here. You're deluding yourself. You're to see, I know you got a Bible. I know you come to church, and that's a good start. But if you only hear it, but are not living it, you're in deception. The only real way I know if I learned it is when I try to do it. In fact, the best learning comes when I'm doing it, not just when I'm hearing it. A dream without an action plan is a wish. Faith without feet is presumption. Luke 18, 5 and 7. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her what? Continual coming. This widow did not only pray about it. She showed up every day. And if you want certain blessings in your life, you're going to have to show up to go up. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? Saints, God is never your problem. Typically, God is also not the cause of delay. Now, Sometimes God in his wisdom knows we're not ready for certain things and he backs up. But in this case, God had nothing to do with the delay in this woman receiving that which she ultimately got. And the reality is, as long as we're on this earth, there are human beings in authority, human beings in power. Now, the issue is, in her case, this was not someone she put in her life, but someone that was placed in her life. But many of us have authorities that are abusing us that we put in our lives. You chose that individual that you're married to. You chose that friend. Some of us have chose that job that's leading us out of the right path or out of the right way. I'm trying to be nice, and it just keeps coming worse and worse and worse as I talk this morning. He said, I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. God heard you the moment you prayed. 
the hindrance in this woman's life was not God, but the unjust judge, a person in position, a person in government. Government matters, by the way. But a lot of folks, we, we vote for the wrong person and start praying for the president. You crazy? Vote for how you pray. Pray for how you vote, better put. And you'll begin to resolve some of these issues. Boy, I'm doing well today by the looks on your faces. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Again, the hindrance was not just, was, was not God. It was the unjust judge and this woman's adversary. And we do have an adversary. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, unless you think I'm just philosophizing. Let's look at the book. We're going to see it in black letter. This is what God says about this. For all, did it say some? Just some? All the promises of God find their maybe, yes, in him. According to Scripture, God has said, has never said no to any of his promises. So if life is unfair, God is not your problem. You might be dealing with unjust authorities. You might be dealing with demons. You remember Daniel prayed and there was some, you know, God, God told him, the moment you prayed, Daniel, I heard you, but the prince of Persia was to me. I don't understand all that, but I do know that there's spiritual things involved. And the only thing that stops the instant and, 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 and speedy manifestation of God in the earth is, is this judge and that adversary. But what's awesome, when we get to heaven... And by the way, uh, when we get to heaven, we are coming right back to this earth because the Bible talks about the new Jerusalem coming out of, out of heaven. So God intended us for this earth. But, but when we get to heaven, there's going to be no more weight. And that's what's going to be so glorious about it. My body's going to be changed in an instant. My mind is going to think with clarity like never before. I'm going to know e even as I'm known. And, and in that moment, there's not going to be this lag between, you know, what I want and what is. And, and it's just going to be awesome because we're going to live in the manifest full presence of God and be able to handle it. Right now, if the presence of God comes on us. Many of us fall to the ground and, and we, you know, we, we can't handle it but so much. But, but God's going to give us new bodies so we can handle it. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, be glorious. And in that time... The wicked is going to stop troubling. There's no longer going to be the, the unjust people in authority. There's no longer going to be demons operating against us in the way they, they used to because the Bible talks of the day they're going to be all thrown in that, that, that lake that burns with fire and brimstone. How many of you read that in your Bible? The problem in our life is not God. Wrap a, a, little, uh, a little string around your finger to remind yourself your problem's not God. It's unjust, stubborn men, and sometimes it's even you. Because sometimes in my life, it wasn't somebody outside me, it was me. It was I refused to budge. I was just stubborn in my way. And because of my stubbornness, it took so long for me to step into that thing God had for me. Your problem is not God. Let me tell you what the devil does. He calls you hurt and pain, and he screams God. And many of you repeat the same thing he says. Because when something bad happens, you say, God, why did you do? God is not your enemy. You see, the devil understands something. If, if you think God's responsible for what's happening, you're going to stop going to God. And when you stop going to God, that's when you're exposed. That's when the devil got you. So he blames God, so then you stop going to God and retreat from God. So then he, I mean, I mean come on, it, it, your strength is God. What, 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 is, what, what does a lion do? When he attacks the prey, the first thing he tries to do is get that young you know, typically it's the young or the old that he, he goes after, uh, the, the infirm or the sick. He tries to separate that calf 
from his mama and the flock. And, and you know, he'll, he'll chase it trying to get it away from the mama. That's what all the line, their whole job is to get him away from the flock. Because let me tell you something, those wildebeest are fierce. And, and, and they cannot take on, you know, thousands of wildebeest. As, as strong as lions are, they can't. So what they got to do is they have to isolate the animal. But here's the deal. I find in these last days, it doesn't seem so much that the devil's isolating people. People are isolating themselves. Something doesn't go wrong. I'm not going to church anymore. You t- I'm going to abandon my strength. I'm, I'm going to make myself even more vulnerable because things didn't go the way I wanted them to go. No, when things don't go right and I can't explain why things have happened, I turn to God even more intensely. Lord, I don't understand. I, I don't get it, but God, I need you. Lord, I, I can't explain it, but I, but I know you didn't do this to me. You got to start putting the blame in the right place and begin to give God a break. If God would send his son for you, I mean, come on, is he really out to get you? 1 Peter 5 and 8, we're almost through for the morning. Peter says this, be sober-minded, keep your head. And let me tell you something, when trouble comes and you know, your mind can go crazy and start, you know, thoughts start racing through your heads. And, you know, even if you do blame God, bring that to God and he'll straighten that out for you. But don't just let that sit in your heart and then walk away. I've had moments in my life, I still went to church though, but there was distance in my heart between me and the Father because I didn't get something I wanted and I, I stopped talking to him about it. I, I didn't deal with it. I just said, well, you know, you're that way. But, but you see, I still went to church, but even in the church, I was far away because I bought the devil's lie. The devil did it and hollered God and then I hollered God. And I didn't let God untangle it. Satan's power is his ability to, to deceive. And he comes as an angel of light. He comes masquerading as God. Meanwhile, he, he eats your lunch and, and just tears up your life. He said, be sober-minded. Keep your head. Be watchful. Don't be so gullible. I've, I've walked this thing too long to, 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 to fall for all of the devil's tricks so quickly and so easily. And I hope that's the case for you. Your adversary. Whose adversary? God doesn't have an adversary. God never had an adversary. The devil's not co-equal with God. You're at, we have an adversary. Because Adam gave authority to Satan. And because of that, he, he used that authority, became a God of this world, and, and has become our what? Adversary. But the Bible said when, when Satan fall, fell, he fell as fast as light, lightning. I mean, he was going like that. There was no fight. There was no God. Oh, man, I got to hit him. I got No, no, no. God said, out of here, and Satan was gone. You understand? There's no, there's no wrestling match between God and the devil. There's a wrestling match with the God in you and the devil because the God's working some things through you, and, and we haven't arrived. We don't know some things, don't understand some things, and, and we're dealing with this body and, and all types of stuff going on. But the reality is, in the spirit realm, Jesus got him whipped. Remember when Jesus ascended? The Bible said the disciples watched him just ascend into the heavens. Remember when I spoke of Daniel this morning? And there was this war in the heavens and everything, and, and the angels were fighting. Was there any fight when Jesus ascended? There wasn't one devil in his way. 
Why? Because all authority had been given unto him. You understand? He, he became the prince of peace. He, the, uh, the arche, the, he, he became the, the, the governing prince for those who would believe in him. He says, it's your adversary, the devil, that's harming you, hurting you, causing you that strife. So my question to you is, why are you tolerating it? Why are you putting up with it? Bind it, loose it. If that don't work, speak to it. Or do whatever you got to do. But, but you have a level of authority that, listen, I can't control you, but I can control me. I can't control your house, and I'm not trying to control everybody in my house. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But I do have a level of influence and authority in my house. And what happens is when I abdicate my authority, when I abdicate the decisions that God has placed in my hands to make, I shouldn't be surprised if Satan runs roughrod. What's the condition in the United States of America? The church is scourged. We are intimidated. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We, we, we want to, you know, uh, go along to get along. And, and we just, we're so intimidated, we're no longer that prophetic voice. What does the Bible say? If the salt loses saltiness, it's good for nothing. That's Jesus. Not only did Jesus call people good for nothing, so did John. I'm sorry, so did James. I'm going to pray a little extra before this next meeting this morning. It's the devil who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking. Did it say seeking? Meaning he can't get everybody. He's looking for the person that will go for the okie doke. He's looking for the person that will blame God. God, you took my child. Come on. God didn't have enough angels. He needed another angel. The devil stole your child. The devil's cruel and brutal. And he's mean. And he'll leverage every opportunity he has. I don't know how he did And, that, that's, and then what the devil started doing, you'll start blaming yourself too. What, what, what's, what's amazing about the devil is he'll tempt you to do something, then, then blame you after you did and condemn you about what he tempted you to do. Please don't mishear me. There's no condemnation. And there are things I let happen in my life that if I, was, if, if I knew what I knew back then, it never would have occurred. But guess what? I can't go back and fix. It's a waste of time. Satan has lied. Satan has stolen. Satan has injured. Satan has done a whole lot. But you know what? Since I learned better, now I do better. And, and I leave that to God, and I, I just keep on moving, and I, I, I keep on trucking. It says, the devil prowls around like a what? Roaring lion, seeking someone to what? Devour. He will eat you alive if you let him. But you need to know what God's word says. God did not do that to you. Did you hear me? He didn't do it, so stop blaming him. Don't blame yourself. Don't do any of it. Don't, just leave blame alone. Just say, Lord, would you give me some wisdom? Would you give me some insight, Lord? Would you show me? And, and Scripture says, you know, if you ask for wisdom, he will give it to you without upbraiding you or, or, or making fun of you and pointing the finger at you say, you're so dumb. No, no. If you ask for wisdom, God will give you the wisdom to explain your situation. But stop blaming God. Luke 18 and 8, and we're through for the morning. Luke says, I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. 
nevertheless. And it's not here in the original language, but I almost hear a sigh in this nevertheless. The pathos of God here is, um, I'm for you. I'm not the unjust judge. I'm not the adversary. I'm not the one causing you pain. But when the Son of Man comes, will I find anyone who believes that? Will I find anyone that will, would not attribute to me their hurt? Will I find anyone on the earth that when the answer to prayer does not come immediately? Or maybe that answer to prayer doesn't come at all. Will I find anyone that won't fold up like a cheap suitcase? Will I find anyone that would be like this widow and stay the course? I don't understand everything that's happened in my life, but I don't have to. I trust him. I don't know why certain things happened, but I trust him. Though you slay me, yet I will trust you. God, last I checked, I'm not God. I don't have to have it figured out, but I know one thing. This one thing I know. Yes, Jesus loves me. And sometimes... You've got to stop being deep, stop being so educated, and just go back to simple nursery rhyme faith. For the Bible tells me so. Sometimes that's all you got. You don't have no answers. What's that judge doing in authority? Why is that adversary attacking me the way he's doing? It's not fair, it's not right, but the Bible tells me something. In spite of what they're doing, God, I know you love me. I know you're for me. And if I stand my ground, I will see the salvation of God in the land of the living. Lord, if I would just stand and not fold, if I just stick with you, oh God, I will see your goodness once again. Things, again, I can't explain. I don't get. So what? Get over it and get on and keep walking with your God. I know I'm over time. I'm just about there. Let me go to the floor so I can quit. Lazarus died. This is, this is God's friend. You say, I am a friend of God. Well, you might die. Lazarus died. And Jesus said, I'm glad that I wasn't there to raise him. What mean God is that? See, when you're in the middle of a thing, you don't get it. It's often not until you get to the end of the thing, all of a sudden it makes sense. And the reason you don't get it, because you're not at the end. But how do you get to the end? Perseverance, baby. Hanging in there until it makes sense. And then when Jesus raised him from the dead, all of a sudden, okay, I understand his heart. Jesus wasn't being, you know, uh, cruel. He wasn't being heartless. He wasn't being dismissive. You know, he cares about people. No, no. He was really more concerned about people seeing his glory. And he said, you know what? I'm glad that he died. His motive was right, even though something bad happened. Bad things will happen in your life sometimes. 
I'm not calling them into my life and all the rest. I'm not doing all that. But stuff will happen. But he who endures to the end will be saved. In that case, it wasn't until the resurrection. It wasn't until the resurrection that all of a sudden it made sense. What if everyone in this room has to wait to the resurrection for things that make sense? Are you willing to stand your ground in between? Are you willing to stay the course? That little water woman said, you know what? Cards are stacked against me. Unjust judge, an adversary. I'm the weakest. I'm poor. I'm just a woman. But I'm going to get what's mine. And she demanded justice. Church, this morning, my very, very simple message. It's not just going to be handed to you. In this fallen world, there's some things you're going to have to put your foot down and demand. And my prayer today is that you get that fire in your belly to go after everything that is yours. Everything that that unjust judge seems to be trying to keep from you. Everything the adversary is trying to rob from you. To have the fire in your belly and say, I will stand my ground until you go away, back up, or whatever you got to do. I don't even care about that. I'm going to get what's mine. We hope you were challenged by today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. You can also subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. Bishop and Pastor Greer also invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills Mall and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace Church, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries thanks all of our friends and partners for your commitment and loving support. Your giving helps us continue to reach people and change lives all over the world. Join us in the Word again tomorrow here on Grace for Today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.